Okay, record. Record. <laughs> well, let's hope the actual episode goes better than that. <laughs> All right. Um. Show notes. I'll try. I'll try not to cough directly. Oh, please. I, I appreciate that. Though, actually, that's one thing that I wish I could do in cough into a microphone. You can. I wish this one thing I could do with Squadcast, whereas I could. I wish I could mark so that, like, I would know when you did cough into it, as opposed to me just having to like search through ninety minutes of audio for one cough. Yeah. So, all right. I'll mute myself. Yeah. God, I wish you could do that in real life. I know. Um. Welcome to Bite Me Podcast, episode uh, 172-ish. Does that sound right? Sounds right. Cool. I am Cliff Johnson, and today I am here with Colby. What up? Also Johnson. And Mr. What Up. Mr. What Up. Yeah, like you're from a bad, what, mid-2000s Budweiser commercial? What's up? Mr. Dylan Hubbard. That was was like 97. That's me. Was it that long ago? It was probably longer ago than that. I want to say like 96 maybe. I I don't know. Time's flat circle. Time is super. It's messed up. And like the older I get, the weirder it gets. So Hey, did you know that uh, next year All-Star can drink? Oh, really? Yeah, 1999. Wow. That's that's a long time ago. The other day, I realized that I've... 20th... uh, anniversary thing for graduating high school really yeah yikes i uh i realized the other day that i've been alive in six different decades dylan is holding up a cat that is real cute because i've been alive in the 70s 80s 90s 10s and 20s now 15s and 20s teens and 20s i don't know there's six of them pretty awesome was up was 1999 so so it can also drink that's the most 1999 sounding thing it can drink the budweiser it was promoting (laughs) anyway if you're joining us for the first time because you heard a um radio ad for this podcast which seems real strange but hey shout out to warm and moving for playing our our ads thank you um we're a video game podcast and every week we the three of us talk for about video games for i don't know about 90 minutes so that's what you're in for hopefully uh you enjoy it we talk about new games and old games and what we're playing and video game news and answer some questions and so on and so forth so stick around it's a wild ride um this week we are going to talk about um riot's new csgo i don't want to say clone competitor it's called valorant which i guess is a mixture of Valor Valor and Accelerant, maybe? I'm not sure. Uh, The coronavirus continues to wreak havoc in the gaming world with some more cancellations. Uh, Dead or Alive 6 might might actually have the worst money-making mechanic ever, which is... That's a high bar. This one's bad. Uh, Final Fantasy VII now has a playable demo. Uh, Predator Hunting Grounds, which is a game that I believe I came up with on this podcast about four weeks ago, is having a free-to-play weekend um, on the 29th, so you're welcome. The turnaround was real quick on that. Real fast. It's probably not good. Um, They are fixing one of the most obnoxious things about Diablo 3 Couch Co-op in Diablo 4, which is 
still a ways off, but I'm glad they're thinking about this stuff now because it was terrible. And uh, GameStop is dying. Maybe a thing called uh, Game Phoenix can resurrect game trading without uh, all the hassle that is part of uh, actually going to a GameStop. Um, then we've got questions from Vinny, Joe Coleslaw, Joe Coleslaw again, because I missed one like two weeks ago and I felt bad. Turned down for what? Megan, Great Britain. And that's all. We got some cheap free games, Epic Game Store, Game Pass, P, uh, let's see, NPS Now. So there's all sorts of stuff coming up. Stick around, you'll love it. First up, we're going to talk about what games we have been playing. Colby, go first. Um, well, let's see. We both played uh, Journey to the Savage Planet. We did. So I assume, are you going to talk about that? or You know, I want to talk about it a little bit. It's going to become our DLC plays for this month, so I don't think we'll talk about it a ton. But yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. It's good. I like it. I Me mean, I've too. already beaten it, so, you know, it's I know what I'm It's very funny. For. It is. Very funny. So stick around for that. So I uh, played that, and I beat Eternal Sonata this nice. week. Um, took me about 30 hours. It Going was well back worth to the it. 360. I know. I wish that uh, it was backwards compatible. Yeah. Because it would have been very nice to play that with an Xbox One controller. Instead, I had to get out the old 360 and actually hook it up. It's kind of weird when you... It's weird when you realize how... An Xbox 360 controller and an Xbox One controller look nearly identical, and man, they feel different in your hands. Like, it's crazy how different they feel. Um, Like, I would say that a Nintendo Switch Pro controller actually feels more like an Xbox One controller than a 360 controller does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's weird. 100%. Um, Um, Oh, well. Yeah, I beat that. It is a very good game, and if you have a 360 and, like, $14, I suggest you go play it especially if you like weird Japanese RPGs. You can still buy it in, like, the eShop, I assume? You can. Is um, it On turn-based? the 360. No, it's actually that weird... I mean, like, what Final Fantasy fifteen is, that, like, kind uh, of... sure. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that's called. Like, action... Action RPG, I guess. But it's kind not of? really, like, the... It's, it's, it's like, uh, kind of Chrono Trigger. Where yeah, it's you... real-time-ish... Yeah, where you see the the bad guy and you bump into them and then it takes you to a different screen where you fight them and you can control them. But it's also got timers, so you have a set amount of time to actually complete the moves you're doing. Interesting. It's... It gets into, like, real weird points where at the first you have, you know, five seconds so you can... Or you have infinite time at the first as long as you don't touch the controller. And then it goes down to five seconds to kind of plan, and then it's instantaneous, and then it starts taking down another timer, and there's all sorts of kind of weird mechanics to it that make it very interesting and fun, and I much prefer that to, like, a turn-based RPG. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy XV is not like that. I thought that, so. I thought that it was. It's weird. I actually played a little bit of it, so I might talk about it briefly. Okay, we'll yeah. See. It's been, like two years since I played Final yeah. Fantasy 15 so I, yeah. I remember it being similar to that yeah no it's pretty real time but strange so and then uh, the other game I played was Dead Cells which I, can't, I cannot believe you got to the end boss in Dead Cells in like four games that is ridiculous to me so I have played nine games total of Dead Cells four of those I've gotten to the end boss I'm not sure I made it to the clock tower in my first nine games. So <laughs> I made it to the clock tower boss in my first game. 
and I stopped right before the boss and didn't play for like four days and then went back to it and completely forgot how the game worked so yeah. i got killed by the boss just barely i had him down to mostly dead but like i'd forgotten that you could roll dodge in that game <laughs> and so i died and then the first two or the first game after that i was still like wait what do you do and i again didn't realize you could roll dodge so i died and then after i figured that out i died like two more times in the there's like a daily quest you can do and i died sure. that and then went back to the main quest and i think on that that time I made it to the end boss. That's funny. Um, I, and got, I, like, I got him down to like a third health and then lost to him. And I mean, I can, I think except for one time I've managed to get to him every time I've tried. That's insane. Now you actually beat that game, right Dylan? I did. Yeah. Did you do it in, in eight tries? No, but I do remember no. getting very far early on. And then sometimes you'll just kind of, It'll kind of be streaky, like, you'll do really yeah. well, and then maybe you'll have a crappy run, and then... And I'm just um, not sure I want to... Like, I feel like I might have to play a little bit more to get some of the better gear to actually beat the end boss. And I just don't know if I want to do that. I don't know, it feels very much like a Nintendo game, where I can get to the end boss, but I die <laughs> in the end boss, and I'm like, well, I've already seen everything I when I do this. Yeah. So at this point in time, I'm basically grinding... And I hate grinding. Yeah, same. And so, like, I'm, I want to beat the game, but I don't necessarily want to spend the time to beat the game. Yeah, no, I hear that. And that's actually kind of why I stopped playing, too. I mean, I didn't... I think I got to the end boss, but the game just felt so... Like, the random numbers of what you draw, like, you know, the, the RNG of what weapons you get every run so affect how far you get on that run and how well you do on that mm -hmm. run that it just was like, I don't know if I want to play this 90 times so I can get that one run where I get the perfect set of things that fit my play style. Yeah, like the last time I played it and got to the end boss, most of my like kind of, I don't know, secondary weapons, yeah. the traps and stuff you can drop were like level two or three. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, and the well, traps are so important. Uh, this isn't going to go well since this does like 25 damage. If I, I think if I'd had like higher level traps on that last playthrough, I probably would have beat yeah. him because I can consistently get him down to about between one and two. Th well, probably one third, maybe one half health. Um, and I think if I just had things that did a bit more damage, I could do it. But again, that's not my fault that I didn't have those. It's yeah. just, and so it, it's very frustrating to go like, I want to beat this game, but do I want to play the same thing over and over again until, uh, yeah, I get that right mixture of things where I can finally beat him. I think that's the worst part about roguelikes is that there are so many good games out right now that I would really love to play as a game, mm -hmm. but I have no interest as playing as a roguelike. Oh, like, I would game, love Dead Cells to be four times as big and just be a Metroidvania. And, and that's 100%. Like, I can, I, I think it takes about 45 minutes to get to the boss. Um, and, like, if that game was four times as long yeah. and was just a Metroidvania. Yeah. I would like be a four or five so hour happy. Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah. I'm the exact same way. I just, I love the play of that game. I love the feel of the character. I love how fast it is. I love how, I mean, and there are even parts of the, like the Metroidvania aspect of it that I, or I'm sorry, the roguelike aspect that I like about it. I like when you play it a few times, how you get really into the feel of the character and mm -hmm. where you can jump and how you can jump and how you can attack and when things can kill you and when things can't like, I enjoy the feeling of getting better at that game. 
but I just don't want to play the same thing over and over and over again, even if it is randomly generated. Yep. So yep. I don't know. Uh, cool. Um, Dylan, you want to talk about Blood Roots? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Oh, um, God, I'm glad to hear that. I I haven't played it enough to to think much differently than what I played at PAX because I think I've only played a little bit more than probably the length of the PAX demo. Sure. Um, but I mean, it. I liked it because it was a pretty good feeling game and it, it does feel that way. Um, I'm yeah. excited to see kind of where it goes because, again, most of what I've experienced so far is what was in the demo. So I haven't seen a lot of different weapons or different level design, those sorts of things. So... Do you want to, like, we talked about it um, in our What Games Are Coming Out This Month podcast, but I don't think we ever talked about it in, I mean, we haven't talked about it in this one either way since probably PAX 2018. Do you want to talk a little bit about what kind of game it is? Yeah, it's kind of like Mr. Shifty or Hotline Miami, but it's more like Mr. Shifty if you've played that um, than it probably is like Hotline Miami. It's a little less... I mean, it's still pretty gruesome still because you're still, like, just slaughtering swaths of these gang members um, with um, random weapons. Um, But basically, you're, like, this wolf guy who was left for dead from his gang and you're getting revenge. So, not not the deepest of stories, but everyone likes a good revenge story. So, uh, absolutely. You basically kind of wake up and just go on a rampage. um, And you can put fish on people's heads or you can run them over with a wagon, or you can just take the wagon wheel and throw it at them. Um, yeah, like so everything just, in the game is a weapon. Right, and it's just very fast-paced, and it, it is, like, combo-driven, too, so it, it you're gaining points for how many in a row you can keep your combo going. So if you can hit them in quick succession, you don't have to play like that, but if you want to try to kind of master that style of game, um, it'll count how many 20s of people you managed to bounce between um, grabbing different weapons and throwing them and lunging with the spear and do it going over here and jumping on the wagon to slam the wagon. So it's kind of recognizing how the levels are set up to see how you can quickly dispatch all the enemies. Um, I really enjoy those kinds of games. I think they're fun and it's kind of a, I think a modern take on a classic style game. Um, and in this case, the art style is pretty neat. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Now it's like twenty bucks on the Epic Store yeah. or Switch. I, you have the Switch version. Switch. I got the Switch version because I think there was a small discount for pre-ordering it, or if there wasn't, nice. and then I had Switch bucks. So Switch bucks are always Switch nice. Switch bucks. Yeah, you perfect. should uh, you should pick up Katana Zero. I think okay. you'd like that. Is that the one that? No, I that's played. the one you played. Yeah, yeah. What's, what was that Xbox Game Pass game that we played that? Eh, it doesn't matter. It was like a <laughs> overhead. It was fun. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, all right. I played a bunch of games. Like I, I think I was gone for so long that uh, I didn't play anything while I was on vacation. So I came back and just played a bunch of things. Um, I probably won't talk about all of them. Um, Journey, to the Sa- Journey to the Savage Planet is a game that Colby and I played together co-op. Colby's already beaten it. It's 30 bucks on, I think, everything. I think it's available everywhere. And we're actually going to do a um, Bite Me DLC Plays episode on it. Um, so you can... You can we'll talk more about it there. But uh, it's a... It's kind of a like it's something I think we've been seeing more in in games lately where the the plot is like a take on 
like ex- an extreme future form of capitalism where um, in this case they're shooting people to other planets in order to um, you work for a company I guess that is shooting people to other planets to find out if that planet is is you know habitable to bring people to um, but it's very much a you know, like they didn't give you any of the resources you needed to get back. You're gonna have to find those. That's part Hopefully of your job. Hopefully, there's fuel if you want to get back because they didn't send you with enough fuel to get back. Yeah, and and so the entire idea of the game is you've got a scanner and you're going around scanning things to you know kind of ascertain whether this place would be good for. Um, other people to come and join you on this planet. And so you scan all the creatures and you scan all the, you know, the rocks and the grass and the, the so on and so forth. Um, and then you start to realize that there are, there was like an, another civilization that lived on this planet. Um, and that wasn't supposed to happen. You were supposed to be sent to a planet that had no essentially intelligent um, life. So you, you spend a lot of the early game just gathering resources and, and scanning things and, getting this orange goop that you eat that then gives you horrible tumors that make your body better. <laughs> so, you know, she's like, you, you have this like robot companion who is very, very, very funny. You don't actually see her. She's just like a voice in your, I guess, like helmet buds. Yeah. in your helmet. And uh, she's like, yeah, eat it. I think it'll be fine. And and then after you've done it a couple of times, she's like, so we, we found out what this does and it, it, uh, it, it gave you horrible tumors in your leg bones and that makes it so you can jump way better now, but you've got weird tumors in your leg bones now. Hopefully that's not a problem. And the more of it you eat, the weirder the tumors you get that give you better powers. The are. stronger your bones are. Yeah. So now I can triple jump because I have weird bone tumors, but overall it's, it's so far, it's really fun. It's about 10 hours long. Um, we'll probably have it wrapped up. Probably next weekend or maybe the weekend after. I don't know if we'll keep talking about it because we'll do a a big play. We'll do a, a big podcast on it because it's a it's a really fun game that deserves to be talked about a little more. So that's Journey to a Savage Planet. If you want to play along with us, um, pick it up. Like I said, it's thirty bucks on Epic, Xbox, and PS4. Um, we've got a Discord channel for it at uh, Bite Me Podcast slash Discord, and uh, we can we can chat about it as we play. Um, I played more Life is Strange 2, and that's another game that I wonder if I'm going to do some sort of podcast for, because I really want to talk about it. It's a really interesting game with a lot of really interesting, like, very current discussions about, like, politics and race and, um... Just a lot of very current news that I'm really enjoying, but there's absolutely no way to talk about it. I mean, like, literally, you can't talk past, like, the first five minutes of that game without spoiling things. Um, but if you like, if you like telltale style adventure games, that kind of, Hey, you're making choices and, and, you know, doing a little bit of walking around kind of stuff. Um, the life is strange. Life is strange Two, at least is better than any telltale game I've ever played. Um, it looks better. It plays better. The story is better written. Um, except for one part of the game. Like I would say the acting is better. There was a, there's a scene in this game where the acting was, was quite bad, actually. Um, but besides that, it's been really good. It's free on Game Pass right now, so you can play all five episodes. All five episodes are out. Um, I'm about halfway through episode two, and I'm really, really enjoying it. So Life is Strange 2 is definitely one to look out for. Um, and as as I was playing Life is Strange 2, actually, um, when I went to start episode two, it's like, hey, have you played the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit? Because if you've played um, that 
parts of episode two will actually make more sense. And I'm like, well, that's weird. But um, the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit is free. So they it, they actually just released it as a free game before Life Strange 2 came out. Um, and it's the story of a kid whose mom was killed, I think, in a car accident. Um, and so he lives with his dad now. And his dad is like an ex-basketball star who like tried to make it in the NBA and couldn't quite hack it. Um, and so now he, uh, he had another job, but then his mom died or his wife died. And now he spends most of his time drinking and he's like, he's a good dad who just is incapable, incapable of dealing with the reality of raising like a nine year old in a world where his wife's dead. And so he's, He's trying really hard, but he's not very good at it, and he drinks too much, and he watches a lot of basketball because that was his, like, his dream, and instead of, you know, doing that, he's just passing out drunk um, in front of the TV, and it's it's really short. It's like maybe, I probably beat it in two hours, maybe, um, and it's just the story. You play the kid, and you kind of, like, pretend to be a superhero, but maybe... Maybe you actually have some superpowers, and uh, it's just it's just the story of this kid living with his dad. It's really good. It's really short. It's free everywhere. You can get it free on the PC or Xbox or PlayStation, um, and it's definitely worth a couple hours of your time. So The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Um, and I also played a little bit of Ark um, for a Game Pass reward, and that game is... At a, at a base level, it's really interesting. Like People have always said, hey, you should try this, and... I know, I 100% know there's more to it than what I'm about to say, but man, that game is 100% Minecraft with, like, better graphics and dinosaurs. <laughs> um, it's it's old. You, yeah, you, you get dropped into a world, and they tell you nothing, as is the case of all those terrible survival games, and I immediately got killed, like, five times by different dinosaurs and a piranha and, you know, all this stuff. Um, it doesn't really tell you anything to do, and so I had to look it up. They're like, punch a tree to get some wood. I'm like, well, that's that's not how this works, but I guess that's how it works in that's Minecraft. Dumb. So <laughs> you punch a tree and you gather, you know, wood and bark and, you know, stuff from plants and berries. And you make a hatchet and you make a spear and you start spearing dodos to death, which I felt a little bit bad about because I think they're extinct, but whatever. Um and, you know, all of a sudden I had this weird little thatched hut with a T-Rex or a Triceratops wandering around outside and a fire that I was cooking dodo meat in. And it was, you know, it's it's one of those games that I can imagine if I really wanted to dedicate myself to a survival game and play it forever. And there weren't a million other games that I wanted to play that I could have a lot of fun with. But I think it would be a game that I would way rather just put like 30 hours co-op into with someone and and be done with it i don't know if it's a game i'd want to play forever so you you want to know a fun fact yes dodos didn't actually taste good we weren't killing them for meat we were killing them because we were bored and we're humans man humans suck yeah apparently they taste kind of like penguins which are awful yeah that's They're like an oily <laughs> seabird yeah we were just killing them because they had no fear of humans and so you could just like walk up to them and kill them man humans suck yeah Anyway, I ate one, but I mean, like, I'll be honest too, like in that game, like things you're willing to eat, um, 
are like you're willing to eat pretty much everything when you die like for i'm gonna say 24 hours your body stays around and so i went up to my body and i'm like eat it you absolutely can't eat it. I ate myself, nice. <laughs> which is really like I didn't expect it to. Like my body was just there, and I looted all my stuff off. Like see, that's why you want to find it is to get all your stuff back. And then I'm like, oh, this body's weird. And so I like hit it a couple times with a hatchet because I was holding it, and like it just became <laughs> steaks in my inventory. I'm like, hmm. If I barbecue these, like if I put these in my fire, it's actually really weird. The way you cook things is you put them in your fire's inventory. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I put this meat in my fire's inventory and then it became steaks. And I'm like, if I eat these, will they be harmless or will they turn me into some sort of zombie? And so I ate them and they're like, nutrition. I'm like, all right, this game's weird. So 20 years from now, you get Kuru. So that's a problem. <laughs> it was just, I think it was just legs. I didn't eat the brains. In in uh, Journey to the Savage Planet, if you scan your dead body, it just says, don't think about it. <laughs> There's a lot of very, very funny, just one-line jokes in Journey to the Savage Planet. Um, and real fast, the other game I've been playing, again, for Microsoft Reward Points is Final Fantasy XV. If you need to, like, if you're doing Microsoft Rewards and you need a couple of quick achievements, you can get, like, four or five achievements in that game in the first half hour. Um, especially if you skip the tutorial, so... Uh, that game is so like for a modern game that game is so strange like you cannot navigate the inventory like not even the inventory but like the menu screens you cannot use the analog sticks you have to use the d-pad it does not work using the analog sticks it's so strange Um, but besides that I guess it's fine I don't know it's you know I, I downloaded it because I wanted to play it but uh, I don't know I I I either love certain Japanese RPGs or I absolutely hate them, and I'm not sure which one Final Fantasy 15 falls into. You know, like, I like the combat. The combat's interesting. It's, like, it's real-time, but, like, you can, like, switch between different short, shorts, swords, um, like, as you play. So you can switch from, like, a, a swordy sword to, like, a spear to, like, a giant cloud sword like in real time in order to do like different strikes and different hits which is kind of interesting and your character has this like ability to like lock on a character and then zoom across the screen and stab him um which is kind of interesting but like the dialogue of the game like it's probably really good in japanese but it's not great in english and it just feels kind of goofy and you know the first place you end so, up so a japanese rpg yeah i mean and it's and it's i think i had a more of a more patience for that i guess like maybe when i was younger and now it's just like you've got these three weird bros with you talking about stuff I, you know he's like I can't even give you an example, but it just, the entire thing feels like really stilted and goofy. And the first place you end up is your car breaks down. So you end up at the garage. And so the first character you, you interact with is that character that I'm sure everyone who's seen the game or played the game is playing. And it's like, you know, the, the mechanics daughter who for some reason's wearing like a bikini and like a midriff jacket. And so she looks like a porn star I, and it's real weird. Jiffy Lube the other day to get uh, my oil done, and the the mechanics were all wearing that outfit. A super shorty shorts. It's it's yeah, like it was it was weird because they were all like three hundred pound dudes. It's but. it's it's just one of those things that like that being the first thing you interact with. I'm like, is this how the rest of the game's gonna be? Because like, okay, I guess, but it also feels real strange. Um, 
so a JRPG. Yeah, like, everything you're describing is just, just seems a JRPG. Like a JRPG. Yeah, maybe they're just not my thing anymore. I'm gonna probably give it a little more time because I need to. I need to get two hundred or two thousand gold in order to get like a weekly or a monthly Microsoft reward. I've already got a thousand, so I may as well get the extra thousand, I guess. But it's a weird game, so. It's on Game Pass. It's free. Give it a try, I guess. 108 gigs. It's real big. It's real big. Um, You can play it co-op. I deleted the co-op part of it to get 38 gigs of free space, but maybe we should try it co-op and see how that goes. I don't know. I don't think you can play the entire game co-op either. I I don't know how it works. So, Anyway, um, I think we're going to talk for a moment about our delightful patrons. Um if you go to bite me pod or no, that is not where you go. If you go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast, I should really just create a like bite me podcast.com redirect to our Patreon so that I could not say it wrong every single time, but patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can support our podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You get all our episodes early. Um, you know, you get stickers, assorted detrius, uh, that we will send to you for the $10 price point there's four one three seven and ten for ten bucks a month you uh get your name read out loud on this podcast which is going to happen right now so shout outs to kevin schuld alan schulte austin palmer tom mcdermott who just got a new dog that's real cute that i really like and i want to pet him a lot um megan phillips john tippins joe cole jr and brian henniger thank you people for supporting our podcast it makes me happy inside does it make you guys happy inside Makes me happy. Ah, sweet. Uh, Dylan, where are we at, man? News. News, 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 news. All right. So, Valorant. (laughs) That's not a word. That name's bad, right? That's not just me, like, projecting. I... It's pretty bad as a made-up word goes. I guess. So this is the new game from Riot. Riot, the people you know from League of Legends and for getting sued for $400 million um, because they have they a do toxic two things workplace. Very well. <laughs> I guess. They make League of Legends and they get, they get sued by women. So they, they make money and then they get sued for money? I, I guess. Man, they, they made a lot they of money, money last year. They spend money on things that... <laughs> Lawsuits. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, they made a game called Valorant and in an interesting, um, you know, this is actually probably pretty smart. Like, there's probably enough Overwatch clones to go around. Like, at this point in time, like, making a new Overwatch game is probably not smart. So instead, they chose to go up against CSGO, which I'm not going to say isn't smart because CSGO is a juggernaut, but it's kind of an old juggernaut. Like, it's what, a, it like is a very 10-year-old old juggernaut. juggernaut? So maybe this can work. Um Valorant is a 5v5 uh, free-to-play shooter um, coming out this summer. So, I don't know. Let's say July, because that's summer. Um, you There's a bunch of characters. It's a little bit... It's more cartoony-looking than CSGO, whereas CSGO is kind of a realistic shooter. This is a, a little bit more cartoony, but it's not tied to League of Legends at all. So it is set on Earth. It's set slightly in the future. Um, your quote-unquote agents all have like unique abilities um, up to and including like you can want some of them can call in airstrikes, that kind of thing. Um, and it's really focused on just shooting and they're it's apparently a, a pretty high skill-based game too where a... I'm out. 
Yeah, same. Absolutely. Like, this is a game I will never play. I should, I guess, say that up front. You should play it, Cole. You're probably actually pretty pretty good at it if you practiced. Um, but, you know, one of the statements that one of the developers made is that, like, a a good a guy who's really good with a pistol is going to be able to always beat a guy who's really bad with a sniper rifle because it's it's just that's how it's going to work. So, um it's time to kill is low, so this is going to be a you know a headshot will kill you. A rifle will take two or three shots, maybe four shots to kill you. Recoil is definitely a thing. So this is this is a skill-based shooter. Um one of the Tell me, maybe tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. You're in, wrong. In a world where, in a world where Overwatch is three rounds, this game is going to be twenty five rounds. So the first player to thir- the first team to thirteen wins win- wins the wins the match. Um, and I mean, like, apparently they're going to be fast. Like, it's going to be you know, like how fast though? It's not fast enough. I can guarantee it. Absolutely. I mean, that doesn't that just seem weird. I mean, but maybe it's not. Maybe maybe the the thought is is people want to play like when you're playing Overwatch. Like I guess there is a lot of downtime in between rounds. Maybe the theory is is that if it's 25 rounds, um, people will stick together longer. But I, it just seems like you're gonna have people dropping in and out of teams, and it's gonna have to to figure that out. I don't know. That that seemed like a long time. Even if even if each round is only two minutes, that's still a 60 minute game to win. But I mean, yeah. I guess a league game's that long, right? League takes about forty-five minutes to win a round. So but, yeah, I mean, you you've got. I would guess that you're looking more at the. I mean, depending, but like CS Go, which I never played, but Counter Strike, you know, you're probably looking at four to five minute matches because in anything like that, you're going to have like, oh, I'm the last person, therefore I camp. Yeah, and and apparently and, this is going to be kind of like that, where you will be like planting the bomb kind of stuff. So yeah, and I unless it's timed so it can never go over two minutes or three minutes, then well, that is a possibility. I didn't think about that. I just I, I can't picture this being like, well, I'm going to sit down and play around, or you know, thing that game that's going to take an hour. Yeah, yeah. I just it, I. I understand from the perspective. Sometimes when you get into a game, you want to you you don't want to keep getting out of games to get back in games. But can you imagine being on a team that's not doing well and you get beat thirteen games in a row Ugh. and have to start over? Well, like, or your mercy, mercy, right? Or you're you're playing on you know you're playing another team that actually has five characters or five people playing together on headsets. And you're with four randos who, you know, two of them keep dropping every single round. And so you're never able to get comprehensive a team. I don't know. I mean, it's free to play. So that gives it a leg up. Um, League of Legends certainly knows how to monetize a free to play game. I mean, League of Legends makes, I think, billions of dollars a year. So, you know, they've got that kind Just of figured like out. They understand how esports work. They understand how player retention works. So, like, maybe maybe this will work, but man, I... 25 rounds seems like a long time when you're going, and it just seems really seems hard to like, go up a game that already exists. Like 15 rounds or something if you're going to do that, where, you know, first to eight or whatever. Right? That's yeah. even long. Like, Yeah, that's long, but I mean, like, 25 is that's real long. And, it, like and I, I think that Go ahead. Rainbow Six is kind of similar to that. I mean, it's the same style of game, kind of where yeah, you go into a game, you've got one life, so it's kind of survival, 
And when you play those ranked matches that are, I think they're best of seven or nine, like, it can be a long time. Of course, if you have a really competitive game, it's fun to go back and forth endlessly, right? If you get one and they get one, you're like, okay, this is good, this is good. You can go 25 rounds, but how many times are you actually going to go to 25? You're going to get wiped a lot of those games, and then that's going to feel bad because you need a new matchup and you're not getting it. Well, and, you're just and like a lot of time down, really. Yeah, this game too is really. I, I mean, I think that their audience is hardcore players too. Like, this is not going to be a game for noobs. Like, one of the things they're talking about right out of the gate is like this game is optimized for high frame rate. You know, like this game isn't out for six months probably, and they're already talking about what the specs are. You'll need to play at 144 frame. You know, FPS is. Um, you know, it's built yep. around 128, you know, tick servers. So like, you know, custom net code, all that kind of stuff for, you know, super high end people. And it doesn't look spectacular. And I think it doesn't look spectacular in order to be able to push really, really high frame rates on relatively commodity software. Like according to this IGN article, you're going to be able to push 60 frames a second on an Intel i3. So low-end hardwell will run this game really, really fast because I guess that's important. But but maybe it is important when you're pulling in CSGO players who maybe are playing CSGO because they're not running a brand new gaming machine. I don't know, man. I I think it's... We'll see. Like, obviously give the game the benefit of the doubt, but I guess we'll see. So... All right, next up. Uh, coronavirus. Um... There's a one out of three chance that both Colby and I have it currently, or maybe Yay. we just have a cold. It's hard to say. In this you're in age. Seattle. I know. Like, I'm I think screwed. You're screwed. If uh, assuming it doesn't get canceled, I'm going to Emerald City Comic Con next weekend, which I think will just be a. If I don't have it now, I will a hundred percent have it after three days at Emerald City Comic Con. Um, <laughs> we'll see if that happens. Um. But what actually, one thing that actually did get canceled is uh, it's GamesCon, or I'm sorry, um, Game Developers Conference, which uh, GDC is probably the biggest game developer related conference in probably in the world every year. It is very much a conference that games get made at where like you will go and show your game to other developers and other publishers and people get signed to publishers. Um, People find people to work with. It's, it's, it's probably been overhyped by both GDC itself and by developers who have managed to kind of strike it rich at GDC. Um, But that actually makes it a little bit worse. It means that a lot of indie developers will save up money for a year in order to buy a ticket to San Francisco and a hotel room in San Francisco um, when they're coming from a lot of smaller countries, you know, or even just within the United States um, where, you know, they're not living there. And so they're not making a bajillion dollars a year. And uh, unfortunately, at almost the very last moment, I mean, it was maybe two weeks before GDC was supposed to start, they canceled it because of coronavirus fears. Um, So there's a lot of people kind of up in the air and, and certainly people were able to get their GDC money back which is great because it's you know it's the kind of conference that's going to cost you fifteen hundred dollars to go to um but a lot of people are not able to get uh hotel or airfare back so you know these folks who 
are not working for big game studios or trying to make a game as a as an indie are out thousands of dollars in hotel and airfare. It's 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 kind of a bit of a problem. So coronavirus continues to be um, problematic, and and this is the kind of thing that I think would not be shocking if. In 2021, 2022, you see like a dip at some point in indie games, indie games where there will just not be as many indie games coming out. And it's because either these developers, you know, had this hit of two grand that they couldn't really afford to not get something out of. And so they're not able to finish their game or they weren't able to meet with the publisher that they hoped to meet with or they weren't able to network with other developers that might have been able to help them find, you know, the the graphics person that they needed to finish it, so on and so forth. So it's uh, it's a big deal and it's it's uh, it's kind of a bummer. But they like six of the nine like big sponsors that pulled out kind of at last minute. So they're like, there's no one left. You'll come and it'll just be empty. So yeah, kind of a bummer. All right. It's going to be interesting to see next year, like the effects of this. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, I'm watching kind of movie, uh, box office things. Yep. Like Mulan, which was going to be a huge open. It's getting pushed back because oh, they did can't it? open it. Yeah. They can't open it in China. Um, Oh, the new Bond movie is getting pushed back because they can't open it in China because most theaters in China are closed and China is one of the biggest like box office draws. Oh yeah, you'll you'll do three hundred you know million dollars, five hundred million dollars uh-huh. in China. Crazy, huh? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 weird to watch and it's weird to watch especially from Seattle because we are kind of I don't want to say ground zero in the U.S. but. We're kind of, I mean, we're at least one of the states that's had a lot of people sick and a couple people die. Um, and, like, we have a, a huge Asian population, which means there are a lot of people traveling here. We're a hub for um, Hawaii. We're a port city. Yeah, we're a port city. Um, and so there's been a lot of people here. There's been a lot of school cancellations. There's been, um, like I said, ECCC actually, like, they do not issue refunds if you buy tickets. And today they said, hey, if you don't want to come because of, you know, you fear for your safety or you fear getting sick or you don't want to pass it on to, you know, someone who's, uh, you know, like immunocompromised that you know, they're actually issuing refunds as t- of today. So it's it's really affecting stuff. It'll be interesting to, you're right, to look back on it six months from now, assuming that it hasn't wiped out the entire earth and, you know, the skyscrapers are, you know. Covered in vines and could two vines that were climbing up. Exactly, it's going to end up just like uh, what Fight Club, yeah, yeah, Fight Club. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> you guys are going to love this. So think about the most manipulative, awful in-game purchase you could make. Uh, let's see, dead or alive, some sort of like I can buy a jiggle pack. Nice. That would that would actually be worse, but no, Dead or Alive comes free with the jiggles. Oh, okay. um, but what it does not come free with is the ability to change your hair color. So, <laughs> the developers added the ability for you to change your hair, right? But every time you do it, it costs what they call um, a premium ticket. So you have to spend one premium ticket in order to change your character's hair color, and. Worst Willy Wonka spinoff ever. <laughs> you can only buy premium tickets two at a time. So a premium ticket is only cost a dollar, but you have to buy two of them in order to 
change your character's hair color. So they're, they're a buck a piece. And as you buy more of them, they get cheaper. So you could change your, your hair color 50 times for only $45. If you <laughs> think you're going to be changing your hair a lot, but here's the great thing. So let's say you're a blonde now in game and you buy a, a hair ticket in order to change your hair to say blue. You lose the ability for your hair to be blonde. <laughs> So if you want to go back to blonde, it's going to cost you another hair ticket. <laughs> I, I hope it doesn't give you a preview either. Absolutely. Yeah, Cliff, if I go to the hair salon and get blue hair, I can't go home and have blonde hair again. I got to go back to the salon. You're absolutely. That's actually what Dead or Alive was going for is realism. In all things, right. Dead or Alive it's 6 immersion. is about realism. Immersion. It's but what here's the, wants. Here's the great thing. Your hair color is tied to your save games. So let's say you delete your save or let's say your PS4 dies and you don't have a backup of that save. You lose all your hair color. <laughs> so your hair goes back to normal. Uh-huh. So I, if, you want the, if you want to go back, you just delete your save. Delete game. your That's save. Okay. Save yourself some money. Dylan, man, you are saving us a dollar at a time here. You are a smart man. Saving the world a dollar at a time. Who who buys these? Uh, Dylan is actually a big fan of the Dead or Alive games. Well, no, no. I'm not saying the Dead or Alive games. I'm saying, like, who's like, oh, man, I need to change my hair color. Oh, I'm, wait, it's two bucks? I'm to hell curious. with that. Like, do you get to, like, create your own character? I or don't is know. changing the hair colors of the characters in the game? I, I assume I it's the hair colors in the game. I would assume, Colby, that the... Is it people with gambling problems? The, is that the, the only people that they are nah, targeting? The Venn diagram of people who change their hair color in Dead and Alive 6 and the people who own a anime body pillow is a circle. Circle, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, to answer your question, I do not know. Maybe the people that have those mouse pads that are anime girls... That have- that- that have the boobs? Yeah, that have, yeah, exactly. Nice. So, I buy one of those, I mean, because it's... Have you ever, I mean, not one of those, but have you ever used one of the mouse pads that has, like, the, like, gel bump in it? Yeah, I have one at work, or it, I had one at work. I hate those things so much. Oh, They're so annoying to me. I quite like them. Um, they actually make one that has the bump, except it's a corgi's butt, and it's pretty cute, so... Okay, that might make so it a little bit better, okay. I guess. Yeah, that's absolutely fine, absolutely Clint fine. Clint doesn't mind objectifying corgis. You can have... Jiggle. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Dead or Alive Six. I I can't imagine a. I mean, the only Dead or Alive Six. The jiggles are free. Yeah, exactly. That's man. Do you think they put me on the box art? If I. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to Final Fantasy Seven. Um, Mr. Polite, one of our delightful patrons, was pointing out today that uh, the PS Two actually he put it on his wedding. Uh, registry, and so it was making him feel really old because that was 20 years ago. And I pointed out that it wasn't. Yeah, and Colby Colby rescued him, so he feels a little less old now. Uh, Final Fantasy VII came out the day before I got married, which was 23 years ago. Uh, And so just all this Final Fantasy VII news is making me feel awful old as well. Uh, Not until September. But uh, Final Fantasy VII, the remake, which is coming out next month, April 10th, has a playable demo now. So if you want to spend eight gigs uh you can download final fantasy 7 the demo try out the new 
fighting system, I guess, which I would guess is kind of like Final Fantasy XV. At least that's what I've heard. Yeah, I've heard it is. Um, it allows you to play the first chapter of the game that, according to this IGN article that I stole it from, um, includes the iconic Mako Reactor 1 bombing mission and the Guard Scorpion battle, which is now known as the Scorpion Sentinel. Now, I have never played more than about the first 10 minutes of Final Fantasy VII, so I don't know what any of that means, but I bet if you did like that <laughs> game, you know exactly what it means. So, I know what it means. I don't know if I would say iconic. Iconic, Colby. So, uh, the... The bad news is is that saves do not carry over to the game. So you can play this now and then have the joy Why? of playing it again in a month. <laughs> I hate that. Every I, demo at the beginning of the game, it should just track your progress. Absolutely. Like, Do you know how many times I've played the opening of um, Destiny 2 now? Like the, oh, those yeah. first two missions, a hundred. It may as well uh-huh. be a hundred because it feels like a hundred because I played it like three times in the beta and then another like 742 times to get different characters into that game. It's terrible. <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree. That should not be a thing. But if you want to play Final Fantasy VII, the demo is now available on the PS4. Interesting. Did you guys know that Final Fantasy VII may actually come out on the Xbox eventually? Really? Yeah, apparently it's... uh, I was reading an article about it yesterday. They said that it only has exclusivity on the PS4 through, like, next year at some point, like March of next year. So theoretically, it could come out on the PC or Xbox. It would make sense for them to do that. Because that's an expensive game being made. (laughs) Why? Because they've been working on it for the last, what, 15 uh, years? Huh? And so I can't imagine that you wouldn't go like, well, we need to really recoup that money. Absolutely. Absolutely. We should start live streaming uh, this podcast recording because Dylan's cat sometimes in the picture and we would get a hundred million downloads on YouTube. He's I think covered that's in water. Oh, he's so cute. I love that. And cat. in about 20 minutes, you'd get to watch me order a pizza on my phone. I love pizza. It's brilliant. All right, uh, next up. So if you recall, um, I'm going to say four weeks ago. might have been six weeks ago. Someone asked us if we could make any movie into a game, what movie would it be? And I, I apologize. I do not know who asked that question. But thank you for asking. It was very sweet. Did I say John Wick? Because I should have said John Wick if I didn't. There is a John Wick game. I don't think there is. Yeah, it's made by Mike Biffle, the guy who made played? Thomas Was Alone. I stand corrected. <laughs> it's called John Wick Hex. Um, it's supposed to be pretty is good. It good, yeah. It's supposed to be quite good, actually. So, huh. um, it is not the John Wick game you want, probably. Though, no, no, absolutely not. Um, but it is supposed to be good, like a first-person shooter that like incorporates kind of super hot stuff. Yep, absolutely not that game. But there That'd is a cool. John Wick's game. <laughs> um, so I actually said Predator. I thought Predator would actually make a pretty good asymmetrical shooter. And I don't know if that's because I thought Predator would make a pretty good asymmetrical shooter or if it's because at some point in the past I'd heard that Predator Hunting Grounds was a thing. But uh, Eddie in our Discord yeah. pointed out to me after that episode came out that, in fact, Predator Hunting Grounds was a thing and that I could actually play that video game. I was... I guess happy to hear about that. So um, it comes out April 20th, 20th of next month. Um, But if you want to try that a little bit early, it is coming out on um, March 27th through March 29th. You'll be able to play a free weekend of it. 
uh, on the PS4 and uh, the PC. I, I don't know if it's not coming out on the Xbox or if the Xbox is just not included in the free weekend. But uh, you'll need PS Plus if you're on the PS4 to play it. And on the PC, it's just on the Epic Store. So you can download that. And it does have cross-play. So you'll be able to play those two together. Um, it's not on the Xbox, so I probably actually won't play it, honestly. But... I think I like Vinny should download this game and play it. I would like to see Vinny try it out. He's he's the guy I, I look at when it comes to asymmetrical multiplayer type games. So maybe maybe he'll play it. We'll be able to check it out. Yeah, they had that elaborate uh, display at PAX. Oh shoot, you're right. <laughs> Sometimes it's just all in my subconscious, Dylan. It's it's in there somewhere. I just it's have there. to I just have to have the right thing to pull it forward. So. I mean, you can't remember everything. I absolutely. Dylan, I can't remember most things. I'll be completely <laughs> honest. So, uh, all right. So, you played Diablo three with me on the Xbox call, but we only ever played it over the internet, so this wasn't a problem for us. Yep. But I played Diablo three couch co op with my kid, and it was like I enjoyed playing it with him. It was fun, but I literally bought it on the PC for both of us because I was so sick of um, every. Like, I don't know, five minutes, my kid going, hey, hang on a second. I got to see what's in my inventory and see if I got something new. And in Diablo 3, what would happen when you were playing it on a console couch co-op, it would, when he went into his inventory, it would replace the entire screen. And he would be the only person that could do anything while he managed his inventory. And, like, Diablo 3 is a game... It's super obnoxious. And Diablo 3 is a game that, like, you spend a lot of time in your inventory because you're constantly getting new gear. You want to equip that gear. Absolutely. It was a, we'll just say it was a poor design decision. Let's just leave it at that, right? Um, Diablo 4, having realized that this is a terrible design decision, have uh, redone the UI on that so you will actually be able to see your inventory at the same time which is is very nice and for a game that is coming out like I, I think it's really interesting that this made news it must have been that everyone was annoyed at it as I was so uh, that's that and uh, the other news is that you're going to be able to actually play Diablo 4 on a PC with a controller which um, what do you think Cole because you've played Diablo both on a PC and a, a console like you played Diablo 2 on a PC two on um, with the clicky clickety that you did on the PC and then you played Diablo 3 on a controller I I personally actually liked Diablo 3 on a controller better. Yeah, they, I mean, it's one of those things that you think like, oh, with a controller, this is not going to work. And it controlled incredibly well on a controller. Yeah, I was like really, I was like really happy about it. So I think that's, that's cool. I don't think it's glowing endorsement. I was like. Really happy. I was that. really happy about it. Like I, I mean, the thing is, I'll probably play it on a console anyway, so it's uh-huh. it kind of doesn't matter for me. But uh, I, I think, like I, I've told a lot of PC players that that like, hey, it works really good on a controller, and and they always tell me I'm lying. And so it'll yeah. be nice for them it, to be able to, to try that out and see which it really does work well on a controller. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last thing. Uh, I'm going to talk about Game Phoenix a little bit. So uh, a friend of mine, Tom, actually sent me this on uh, Twitter. So like full disclosure, like I don't know the guy who's running Game Phoenix, but I do know a guy who knows a guy who's running Game Phoenix. (laughs) And uh, like you may have heard recently that GameStop is probably going to burn down and light on fire in the next, oh, I'm going to say three days to three months. Um 
they laid off a bunch of their district managers last week. Um, like, te- like, and for those of you that don't know what a district manager is, like, so when I worked at GameStop, um, my district manager was he managed like. I'm going to say like 10 stores. So essentially each store has a manager and then you have a district manager who's in charge of those 10 managers. And like their role is pretty important. Like they, you know, they, they make sure the, the stores are running well. They manage that manager. They do a lot of important things. And so they laid off 10 of them, which now means that a lot of those places that district manager is now trying to manage like 20 stores or 25 stores. At what point is GameStop just going to turn into Lord of the Flies? I three days to three months <laughs> from now. So anyway, like the downside of of GameStop dying, like there's probably an upside. I don't know what the upside would be. Like there's probably no upside really. I feel real bad about all those people who work there that are going to not be employed anymore um, because there's not really there's not anywhere else that sells games like they do that you'd be able to go work at, which is kind of a bummer. And they employ a ton of people. There's like 5,000 games. All right. Colby refreshed his page, which caused our (laughs) recording session to kind of, um, stop recording. Anyway, he was going to gather very, very important information about GameStop. Would you like to relate why, what you were going to get call? I was going to get uh, how many employees GameStop has, and now you put me on the spot because I literally already closed that tab. I think sixteen thousand full time employees, like twenty five to forty thousand part time employees, yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, a lot of people. So, like GameStop closing is not good. It's going to be really crappy and very impactful on a lot of kind of part time retail economies in a time where a lot of part time retail is not hiring very much. But bummer. Sorry. Um. Anyway, Game Phoenix is actually kind of an interesting website, and it's it, it's a little bit like you have to kind of trust the people you're trading with. But the idea is you go and register, and then you say, "I have all these games I want to trade, and I have all these games that I would like to get," and then you can like negotiate with other people that have the games you want to to get them from them and you essentially trade the game that you have to them and they send the game to you and so like you said it takes a little bit of trust on the part of the people you're trading with but uh it's kind of an interesting idea so i i don't i don't know if it's actually viable or not and i guess the reality is is in a world where uh used games will be worthless after gamestop closes i guess you can still trade them in at amazon um it might be worth thinking about uh gamephoenix.co check it out uh, Dylan, yes. you have a very important contribution. Doom, 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 doom. Your contribution is to tell me who the first question is from. Hey, yo. V. And you're going to do it very close to your microphone. Very, very, very hey, close. And slowly. <laughs> it's all good. All right, uh, Vinny's question for this week is actually a pretty good one. Uh, he said, name three games that are a perfect 10 to you, preferably ones that aren't widely rated as 10s. Cough, cough, Red Dead Redemption 2. I, so, I feel seen by that. I do as well, but that's okay. Like, I mean, I think there are other good games that are not Red Dead Redemption that you might rate as a 10, correct? No. Uh, that that no. aren't widely regarded? Yeah, that it's kind of a tricky tricky question don't like, pick I, masterpiece games that are masterpieces yeah I, and that's like my kind of there are a lot of 
like really bad movies that I thoroughly enjoy because they are not you know that I see as like wow these are really fun and great. Yeah, I know. I watched the, Miami Connection. That your I know it's amazing. Um, video games don't fall into that same territory well, for me. So there's there's most of the games that I'm like wow that was really good. Everyone else goes like, yeah, no, that that was that was really good. Well, what's a uh, what is a game that I, I think Red Dead Redemption Two, yes, is widely regarded as being a ten, but uh, it, it it's not it's not a problem in this particular question because it's widely regarded and a ten. It's because it also sold like forty yeah. million copies. Like, what's a game that what's an indie game that you really really liked that you would say is a ten? Maybe maybe what's the best indie game you've played? Well, I, I think the thing is is that like I loved like say Minute and Yoku's Island Express and the uh, the only one that I can really think of that may fall into that is uh, the Outer Wilds. But again, that was an indie game that across the board everyone was like, yeah, no, that's a great game. Yeah, but I think that the Outer Wild. I mean, I think the Outer Wild works because it. Uh, like a lot of people still do not know what that game is. So um, basically, what's an indie game that's a ten? Yeah, what's an indie game that's a ten for you? I mean, the Outer Wilds. Uh, I really enjoyed Minute. Tell me more uh, about Minute. Like I've played it, so you're not actually telling me, but tell other people more about Minute. It's a game where I mean, you have sixty seconds and then you die, and you've got to complete the game in 60 seconds. So everything you can do in the game, you can reach in 60 seconds, but you have to like, Oh, I need to get past this bush. So I have to find an ax. So you have to go find an ax in 60 seconds, but you can't make it from the ax to the bush. So you have to die and then you retain the ax you found. So then you can go cut down the bush and then you realize you need to get into this cave, but you need a lantern. So you've got to go find a lantern, and you've got to all do this while dying and trying to find things and retain those things so you can finish the game. It's, it's a really cool game. It's I actually... A, yeah. I have not beat it yet, um, which Dude, is stupid really because good. it only takes like 90 minutes to beat, yeah, too. It took me three hours. But. Yeah. Um, but it's really fun. It's got like a really cool like lo-fi... Um, graphic style. It's I like two it's bit. Two bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, things when like you Q. die every 60 seconds, oh, sorry. like your character kind of melts. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's cute. Hugh's he, good too. Hugh is good. Um, you know, uh, West Dorado, except for the last boss, was a very good game that I don't think a lot of people played. So, but I mean. You know, is Untitled Goose Game? It's a indie game, but a lot oh, of people God. played it. But man, Untitled Goose Game's so good. Yeah, like I, so I'll, I, I would I, allow Untitled Goose Game. I think I, the thing is, is like, yeah, a lot of people played Untitled Goose Game, but I don't think like you cannot compare Untitled Goose Game and Red Dead Redemption. Oh too. yeah, but you can't re- compare most games to Red Dead Redemption it's true. too. It's true. I mean, um, I think Vinny just wanted to go a little deeper. I would personally probably pick. Um, Tacoma. Tacoma. Tacoma is Tacoma is a wildly unappreciated game. It is Tacoma is so good and like I was a little worried that like Fulbright Studios is actually gonna go out of business because that game sold so poorly. I I will also say right now, um Journey to the Savage Planet would fall into that category a, for me. Great game. You know, the sucky thing about Journey to the Savage Planet, we didn't talk about it earlier too. Like I feel like I don't know. I can't enjoy see the this future. game because you won't see anything else from this studio. Yeah, the studio that did it is the studio that got bought out by Stadia, and so 
I have read a couple articles about Stadia lately, and I like. I With- guess to t- to tell you how how poorly developers look at Stadia, um, they asked. They asked a bunch of developers, did a bunch of anonymous interviews, and they're like, why aren't your games on Stadia? And they're like, two reasons. One is because Google didn't offer to pay us, and like that's kind of the way it works. When you put your, your game on an unknown platform, the platform holder pays you. Like, you get money. You make... You... You know that it's going to take you 100 hours to make that game into something that'll run on Stadia, and so they pay you for 200 hours. And that's why my game's on Stadia. Google did not offer to do that. And the other side is they're like, why would I do it? Stadia's not going to be here in a year. Like, I, <laughs> I think the thing that worries me about Stadia is Google just had an earnings call uh, last month, I think it was. Google did not mention Stadia in nope. that earnings call. Yeah. Um, their one uh, uh, game that is exclusive to the Stadia just literally became free on the Stadia, which yeah. is not a great sign. It's not good. It's not good. So hopefully, maybe maybe they'll just go back to being independent, or they'll probably get shut down. Either way, Journey to the Savage Planets is real good. Uh, I would put Firewatch in that category for me. Firewatch is probably one of the best games I've ever played. Um, a lot of walking sims for me. Gone Home is probably one of those games for me. If only, like, I thought Get Gone, Gone Home was... was only like maybe a seven or an eight, but it introduced me to a type of game that I'd never played before. So I have to give it some props. Um, what you really other? liked inside? God, inside! I almost forgot inside. Thank you. Inside was spectacular. I didn't really? Uh, it's okay. You don't have to like everything. Um, I, I loved inside. So Dylan, what about you, man? I don't know. I think that's. A tricky question. I mean, for you, I I would say that Divinity is, yeah, is gonna a say, big poll. Yeah, I because, think that's, that's a masterpiece game. Like that's. But the thing about it is, it's not many people. But it really didn't. I mean, yeah, it I did. It, but, you know, it really did. Like when I look at the reviews, it's like ten. Oh, but I think the problem is that it's not that it got tens. It's that it's not a very wide release. Like that's a PC only game. There's a lot of people that have never heard of that game before. It's a very, it's a very specific genre. It's a very specific. I mean, like a game sold. Don't get me wrong, but it's sold to a group of people that know about that game. So, um, I mean, I don't. Astroneer is really good. Oh, Astroneer is like Astroneer. Really? Oh, I liked Astroneer a lot. That's weird. Astroneer should be like I, I would expect you to like Astroneer. Mm-hmm. I there were I I enjoyed parts of it, but there were things about it that I just did not like and I thought were tedious. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll move on to uh Joe Coleslaw's two questions. Um so 2 weeks ago when I was not on the podcast, so I was in Disneyland, he asked uh a question similar to this, and it was just, you know, how, how have you been? What have you been up to? Um, tell me a little bit about you. And so I missed this question, so did Colby. And I don't think it's the exact question he asked Dylan. So uh, that's uh, that's Joe's question. How have you been? What have you been up to? And, you know, a personal experience to, to better know you. So I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I've been okay. I just got back from Disneyland, so Disneyland is good. Um, what have I been up to? Um working a lot because <laughs> that's what I do. Um, and uh, I started school again, actually day before yesterday. So I'm back doing that. Um, 
personal experience to get to know me better. You know, you know me, Colby. You've known me for however many years old you are now. What? Uh, Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. <laughs> what? Uh, what? What? What would you say is like my defining characteristic? So. If I and you can't tell the pizza it. story. You God. absolutely cannot God. tell the pizza story. <laughs> it's going to go into the time you were hungry. <laughs> have I ever told well, that story on you, the podcast? <laughs> you like to tell stories that have zero point, that ramble on for way too long, and at the end leave the listener going, wait, that was a 30-minute story to tell me about the time that you had good pizza and that you were hungry. I think you should know that my wife just sent me a Facebook message that all it says is this one time I was hungry. <laughs> anyway, so I, hate, I hate both of you. <laughs> that is the personal experience that really defines you is I think, one time you were hungry. I think the uh, the thing that you should know about me is I will take any opportunity to make a short story longer. Oh, very much. <laughs> all right, Cole, how have you been? Uh, Tell everyone about your bad. foot. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Um, at the height of like, oh my God, coronavirus is going to kill us. I'm just like, <clears throat> oh great, I'm getting sick. So that gets you some awesome looks when you're coughing in public. Um, I sneezed today in our office and I swear to God, like the entire office yeah. turned around to look at me. I'm like, hey guys, I just sneezed. It's cool. Your, your entire office took out their oregano <laughs> oil and their crystals, Cliff. <laughs> oh, I spent most of last week trying to convince someone in my office that I, in fact, did not want to put collodial silver in my eye to you, fix what may or may not have been an issue with my eye. Do you remember when we uh, worked on websites that sold collodial silver? Do you remember when we worked with a guy whose dad bought him a jar of collodial silver that he'd made himself? I do. Anyway. Um, but, uh, I mean, I suppose that's better than the, like, lawyers that we worked for. True. Absolutely um, true. So, uh, then I have been having problems with my foot for the last 20-some years. Yeah, I was going to say forever. And originally they thought it was pseudogout, which is the worst named thing ever, <laughs> because the second you say you have pseudogout, you may have well said, like, I don't know. I made this up. Yeah. Like it's a pseudonym, right? Like a made up name. You're like, yeah, well, like, yes, you should but. go to a doctor and find out what it really is. I'm like, well, no, that's, that's the name. It's bad. This is like that thing. Uh huh. And it's not. And so I went to the doctor cause, and like to explain how badly your foot hurts with this is one time I thought I had it and I hobbled around for two and a half weeks and it just wouldn't go away. And so I finally went to the doctor and he took an x-ray and went, oh yeah, no, your foot's broken. You've just <laughs> been walking around on a broken foot for two and a half weeks. So cool. But, uh, so I went into the doctor and they took an x-ray and the guy came back and he said, hey, you see that joint in your foot there? And I went, yeah. And he said, well, there's there's not supposed to be a joint there. So <laughs> you got an extra bone in your foot. And that's what's causing your pain because... You broke it. Well, it's a different foot. <laughs> um, that's why they didn't find it before. Is that it's my left foot was broken and this is normally in my right foot. And uh, so apparently... It's one of those things that when you're born, like, sometimes it happens, but your foot just fuses, and so you have, like, one bone, 
Mine didn't, so I have two bones, which causes my foot to curl in weird when I walk, which um, you're supposed to put pressure on, like, kind of your inner, like, your big toes, because um, those are stronger, and because I got a joint in my foot that isn't supposed to be there, I put it on my small toes, which are not as strong, <laughs> and so it does bad things to that. Does it give and, you any superpowers? Um, well, it gives me the superpower to buy $250 orthotics. So They're so awesome, though. Not not great. That's not a great superpower. It's the worst of the X-Men superpower. <laughs> so last year, uh, yeah, last year, my wife had uh, lens replacement surgery because she had, um, uh, what do they call those things that old people get on their eyes? And they Cataracts. See? Yeah, she had a cataract. Did she, so, did she walk around and say, like, damn, fog's so thick, I can barely see my own cataracts? She did, a lot. She also just texted me and said, hey. Uh, she's not in this room, but she's listening very closely. Help me remember that so door. I don't say anything <laughs> wrong. Uh, anyway, so she, she had a lens replacement surgery. And apparently in about 3% of people that have that, it uh, gives you the ability, I guess, oh, we're going to say ability, to see UV light. So... Mm-hmm. Like, when she goes to Disneyland now, all those purple lights that you and I just see as cool reflective things that make, like, the magic of Disneyland happen, she sees as blaring purple lights that are so overwhelming that she has to close her eyes or wear sunglasses on some rides. So, Brooke has a, a superpower that is almost as good as yours. It maybe She's it's a better. mantis shrimp. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's real strange. My eyes are two different colors, which is also a mutation, but again, doesn't help me much in Have you my thought X-Men. that maybe God just wanted you dead? I am the Screamer Pillar. Are you a Pillar? I am the Screamer Pillar. All right, Dylan, you already answered this question, but I, or a question like it maybe, but I wasn't here. What about so. a personal experience that is, I don't, I don't have one, I'm boring. Do you want me to tell you a little bit about Colby? He's just like me. Except but surlier. Has a better beard and is probably a little bit more cynical. He has but, an extra bone in one of these feet. Besides that, we're pretty much the same person. I have like 27 bones instead of 26. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, my eyes are both the same color. So we're brothers, but not not like identical. He's also five years younger than me. Dylan, where have you been? How have you been doing? Uh, I have a cat. Dylan's got He's a cute cool. cat. God, I love his cat. Gus Gus is amazing. We should just replace our Instagram feed with, like, instead of pictures of video games, it should just be pictures of your cat. We'd make millions. I think people like cats better than us, so. Yeah, absolutely. Have you been up up to anything fun? Um, nothing, nothing new since I think the last time I... Dylan has tickets to two separate Tool concerts. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing One of which is... Two months. One of which is in Portland on a Wednesday. (laughs) I would actually like to see Tool. I would but too. I don't, th- I don't think they're coming here. Well, they're coming here uh, t- three times, I It's kind of like Rage. I'd love to see Rage, but they're not coming here. The closest they're coming, I think, is Arizona. And I'm D- Dylan also has Rage tickets. I wasn't going to yeah. pay $130 to see Rage. Money. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan's also broke. I mean, that's the other problem, is even if they were coming here, I'm like, hmm. I'm seeing Drive-By Truckers next week. Nice. That's exciting. All right. Next up, Joe's other question. What two games that you played were out of your comfort zone? One that you loved and one that you hated? Mm. I think we could all just, like, could we go, like, one, two, three, Bloodborne? Never played it. Oh, see, you know what you are, Colby? Smarter than Dylan and I. I tried. I did, too. Hated it. I even wanted to like it. 
Yeah, me too. I, I, I don't even know if I wanted to like it. I wanted to understand it. I want to understand why people like that game. Well, and I want to like every game. If I play a game, I want to like it. I'm going to be like, fair. hey, this is a great game, right? And it just wasn't. Yeah, no. B- B- Souls-likes in general are just yeah, games don't that like them. I want to play. That are, they're out way, way outside of my comfort zone, and I, I very much dislike them. So, um, games that I played that were outside of my comfort zone that I ended up loving, I would say for me, there are probably two. Um, one would actually be Gone Home. I know we just said that one, but that was a game that was like just different than any other game I'd played. Like it was a game that is all narrative. It's got no anything, but just you walking around and, and solving things and trying things. And it turned out to be, um, a game that I loved and a genre that I loved. Um, and the other one would probably be, um, near automatata, automatic potato. Yeah. Near automatic potato. How many of the endings did you get? No, not, not all of them because there's like 30. Um, but I, I think I did four or five. So. Did you beat it twice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look at me like I'm crazy when yeah, I said no. that. Yeah, no, I did. Um, but there are also like, I, I mean, I think that game has like 12 endings or something ridiculous. I think it's 27. Six, I want to say, I, I yeah. want to say it's, it's one for every letter of the alphabet. Yeah, I think may it's be wrong like on that, that too. But that game was, it's very much outside of my comfort zone. It's, it's a very Japanese, very um, twitchy, kind of game. I did play... The cool thing about that game is it does have a, a easy mode, which I made gratuitous use of. Um, I would not have been able to play that game otherwise, and I, I really liked it. It was it was very interesting to play a game that was that far outside of the kind of games I normally play, and I liked it a lot. So, Colby? Uh, we just talked about it, but Outer Wilds was one that, like, I was kind of out of my comfort zone just because I don't really play those types of games as Absolutely. much. Um... And it's very difficult to explain what Outer Wilds type of game is because I don't know. Like I, I don't necessarily like um, games on a timer. Yeah, it's almost a roguelike because you die yeah. every sixteen minutes 20, or twenty something minutes, minutes whatever. Um, it's got like it's kind of a puzzle game because there's a lot of puzzles you have to solve. It's, it's very, it's just directionless. That game is entirely directionless. And that's, that is more of, I would suppose I do not like games that are directionless. I, I very much enjoy games that are like, here's what you're, where you are. Here's what you do. Yeah. Even if it's too like, I mean, I don't need, like, I love the fallout games and those are kind of directionless, but at the very least you have a main, you have waypoints. Yeah, <laughs> like, you have waypoints. You have things to do over here. Yeah, you can. There's things that you know where you need to go. With this, it was like, here's how you fly the spaceship. Have fun. Yeah. Uh, you have to figure out what everything is, and that is very much not games I like. But I ended up loving it. Yeah. Same. Um, game that I played that I did not. I'm trying to think of what games I played that I've stopped recently. Yeah. Um. And I really can't think of any. I know there's been a bunch that I'm like, oh, I'm going to play this. And then I play it for about an hour or two and just go like, no. Dragon's Dogma uh, yeah. was one that like I really wanted to like that game. And it there was just so many things that I'm like, oh, no. And then I realized it was like a 60-hour game. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, How about, uh, did you play, uh, what's the Jonathan Blow puzzle game? 
The Witness? Yeah, The Witness. Did you play The Witness? That was a, that was a guess. Is that the one where you're on, like, the island? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I played it for, like, maybe five, probably, like, ten minutes. And yeah. went, like, yeah, this isn't for me. Yeah. I like some puzzle games, but my puzzle games are more like the Turing test was really good yeah. and things like portal kind of yeah. puzzle games. I think, when, you, I think when you really start to know what your tastes are, you do that. You play, unfortunately and fortunately, I guess you play, you don't play outside your comfort zone as much. I think to me, the biggest bonus of a service like game pass game pass is that I can play games outside my comfort zone all day for free. And if I uh-huh. hate them, I'm out nothing. Um, Another one I will kind of say is, again, Yoku's Island Express and um, Creature in the Well. Um, Like, I don't like pinball, but... What? (laughs) I don't like pinball. Who doesn't like pinball? Me. You're a monster. I don't know. It's just, it's never been a thing that I enjoy, like... I will, you know, there's, uh, when I go to, like, the Nickelcade, there's an entire row of pinball things. I might play, like, the Simpsons one once. Really? past that, I'm not, I'm just not a pinball person. Huh, I did not know that. Um, and, or, like, a Star Wars pinball. I'll play the ones that I'm, like, I'm more interested in the IP the of the, yeah, Tommy. than, yeah, Tommy. Love the Tommy pinball machine. I did really love the uh, NES pinball game, but... Other than that, like, no, I'm just not a pinball person. Interesting. But those two games very much had, though, the Creature in the Well was more breakout than pinball. But, uh, you know, and yeah, again, that's what Game Pass is great for. There are so many games where on paper, if I looked at something, I would have went, no, I'm not going to spend 20 bucks on that. But with Game Pass, I will play Outer Wilds and talk about it incessantly. (laughs) Understood. Dylan, how about you? I guess the other game that I didn't care for was probably No Man's Sky. Um, See, and I love No Man's Sky. I really wanted to, but that game was directionless for me. Like, it just, yeah, it was. It had nothing for me. Like, I needed to be like, hey, go do this thing. And I probably would have been okay with that, but it just had so little. When did you play it? Um, shortly after they kind of went through that reboot, I guess. Because interestingly, I played it for like 30 hours before I went like, oh, there's a main quest. And it's like, here's all these stuff. This is like the main quest that you need to do. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I've already built all that stuff and done all that stuff because I didn't realize that this was a main quest. Right. Um, And maybe, I mean, that's all it takes sometimes is not to see it because and then you're like, man, this game isn't for me. So that could be what happened. And that's unfortunate, but I'm probably never going to try to play it. No, no. um, as for a game out of my wheelhouse that I like, that's kind of, I don't, I'm trying to think of what game types are out of my wheelhouse. I, I wonder if at our age, if that's a hard thing to answer, because like, I don't have a lot of time to play games. So I'm, I try, I don't tend to play games out of my wheelhouse. It's weird. Cause I would say like, maybe I tried this JRPG, but I probably never played through it. So I don't know if I can actually say I really liked it. Yeah. Um, Cause like I tried like the bravely default game. And I was like, I enjoy this, but I never actually like played it. I just like, Hey, this was cool, but I didn't, I never really followed through. So it's, I don't think that's fair to, to pick. Um, so it's okay to love all the games you play. Right. And I like, I love, games so i don't i don't know if there's a game really outside of my wheelhouse i love games 
Me too. And I um, haven't liked like a Dark Soulsy game, so I guess I think it's that nice. Would be that, what I would think if I liked it. <laughs> I think it's nice that we can all come together on Souls likes and most Rogue likes. Yeah, I, uh, I do not like Souls likes. Any Souls like I've played, I've went. I do not like this. Yeah, and any game with Souls like elements. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess in that case it'd be something like Dead Cells, but I kind of do like those kinds of games when they're platformers, I guess. I think so, the thing about roguelikes is I like most of them for a while. I just yeah. don't like them enough to actually like play them enough to beat them. So en- Enter the Gungeon was one where I'm like, this is awesome, and I put like 12 hours into it, and I'm like, this is really fun, but I'm it's not really... really... Cool for a while. Yeah, and then I'm like, how long does it take to beat this game? They're like, you're looking at like 50 to 60 hours. I'm like, done. <laughs> that game has such a... That game's just so funny. Like, I love yeah. the character design of that game. Oh, and I love playing that game, but like, I... I you know don't want to put sixty hours to really learn every yeah. little nook and cranny so I can get to the end. Yeah, I think those games are really for the kind of person who plays one game and plays one game for six months. You know, so. All right, next question. Turn down for what wants to know. You're allowed to take one item from any video game. What do you choose and why? Tanuki suit. Is that the that's the like raccoon suit from Mario? Yeah, yeah. Okay, excellent. Yeah. So he took a Tanuki suit, and why? He can go to first. Because that looks awesome. And I can try to fly. You're going to look like a seven-foot raccoon. That would be awesome. You know, I I can't argue with that because he said it with such conviction. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's good. It's good. How about you, Cole? Um, I'm just going to take a lightsaber from oh, any Star Wars game because... I mean, I'm going to cut a leg off. Like, there is... I am going to... It is going to be Dewey Cox up in this building. Absolutely. You never realize is, how easy it, it was is a half really a man. easy to half a man with a lightsaber. <laughs> Can I take the BFG? What, I mean, okay, yes, but why? Oh, he has his BFG. reasons. <laughs> He's got his reasons. <laughs> you never know when you might need it. Dylan standing on top of our building in Bellevue looking over the Seattle skyline. Traffic <laughs> <laughs> sucks. I will fix it. Um, With force. I think that's a good, good call. I would... Um, you know, I want to say that we've actually answered a question similar to this before now that I think about it. Um, because I think last time we did it, I said a portal gun. Because, God, how mm. awesome would it be to take a portal and yeah, shoot it on a wall in my house yeah. and then just leave one at work? <laughs> and just like, That's whoop. the real answer. The portal gun is the right choice in this. I was actually going to say the, uh, the gravity gun from uh, Half-Life 2 just because it would make moving really easy. Um, you know, I those- do hate so anything to make it easy. Those cars on the freeway, you could just like pick them up and put them somewhere else. <laughs> uh, but I think I think the uh, I think the portal gun is actually the the correct answer. So I mean, I'm sure the Infinity Gauntlet is in some video game. Ooh, Same. it's not a bad not a bad choice. Um, I will also say, uh, Children of Morta, you actually have like some sort of relic or artifact or something that um, when you die it like warps you back to your house with just a little teeny little bit of health left so that you don't actually die. I could see how that could come in handy as well. I would be well. so irresponsible. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm going bungee jumping. No, 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 no cord. I'm fine. Um, all right. Uh, Megan wants to know, since yesterday was Super Tuesday, which Woo! video game characters would be your first and last pick for president and come up with their campaign slogans? Oh, shoot. I actually had what, what the uh, my, my characters. I missed the campaign slogan. 
um, one. I, I'm going to say, let's see. Do you guys have have good ones? Um, um, Bowser ahead. 2020, because I'll take your girl. It's a bad one. Um, I'm going to go with my um, the person I wouldn't want, and it is uh, Dutch, and it's just his thing is you got to have some goddamn faith. That's a good so, one. That's actually really that's good. That's a good bad one. That's yeah. a really good one. Uh, Dutch is, man, that's a good poll. Maybe, what's his name? Like, God of War. <laughs> his, his slogan could just be, boy, 2020. <laughs> also good. Is he good or bad? Like, I mean, I don't want to know what his uh, foreign policy is. Just like, oh, 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 man. I guarantee like, you it's not good. <laughs> I guarantee you it's not good. Um, I think for ones that uh, I, I would actually pick i'm thinking um may from night in the woods and hers would just be you know be gay do crimes um choice yeah um or my character my personal character from disco elysium because he had some (laughs) very good things to say politically um i i don't know what his his slogan would be it probably would be something that was kind of drug addled and (laughs) only made a small degree of sense but by the end of that game i think i had my politics on pretty straight um although those politics don't really exactly mirror this world they were close enough. He, under, he understood that the revolution was necessary. So, do you guys have good characters or just little bad characters? <laughs> I can't. I think found of. this hard because I think most video game characters are not completely admirable. <laughs> generally, slaughter swaths of people for really no reason. It's true. It goes unexplained. So, how about um, how about um, shoot? Who's the who's the guy in? Uh, Wolfenstein, what's his name? Uh, Blaskowitz. Yeah, Blaskowitz, and it could just, just be punch Nazis, Nazis 2020. 2020. <laughs> Blaskowitz doesn't punch Nazis, Cliff. <laughs> Good point. Whatever. I mean, I'm I'm really. He had some Either solutions way. to some problems. <laughs> All right. Next question from uh, Great Britain, who is actually a lovely person that Dylan and I work with. Uh, no, he it's, wants it's to know the actual what country. It is actually the entire country of Great Britain. <laughs> Um, wants to know what things would you keep track of if you had a real life HUD? Um, this is I, awesome. I think I that I would love to be able to keep track of the amount of health I had left <laughs> and my stamina. <laughs> well, I mean, like you're 16, you're like, oh no, oh no, oh yeah. no. <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's not when you'll die. It's how much health you, you have left. Going up and down though, because like. Oh, I'm getting real low. This is scary. Yeah, well, that's when you take it a little bit easy, Dylan. I'm like, I could really <laughs> use it. You have a- an anxiety-induced co- and you just end up killing yourself because you're scared. Oh, maybe, maybe, um, yeah, maybe. Um, I Maybe track my stamina. That would be nice. It's a very low meter. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you're... But it, your role on that one was real low. <laughs> it was not good. But, you know, like, it would be kind of an interesting thing to see that, you know, like, how cool would it be, though, like, as you work out more? Like, when you work out, yeah, like, sure, you're like, oh, I feel better, and I blah, 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 blah. But how cool would it be to actually see, like, oh, my stamina meter went up a little bit because I can run f- further now. I can lift more things. Like, I, w- I would like a visual representation of that. <laughs> my level. Like, it would be yeah, really nice to be able to track my level. Is bigger, Cliff. Absolutely. <laughs> My my charisma is at like a one. <laughs> that is, um, that's a very generous <laughs> read of your charisma, Colby. Usually, it's just uh, starting at one. You've got to put points into it. 
I think it's good. What about you guys? Anything else you'd you'd like to see in your HUD? Oh, I, I just wanted Sam well rested once. <laughs> Ever? Never. Like, I just imagined that I would, like, just I'd go, try to go to sleep. It's like, you know there's enemies nearby, right? I'm like, is that the problem? <laughs> I uh, I would like the the thing. Actually, you know what I would love for my HUD to be able to do. Like this is this is terrible, but I would love for my HUD to be able to do that thing, like where the Terminators does, where it like clicks on a person and then all of a sudden you know their name. Name. I'm terrible yeah. with names. I'm so bad with names. Um, like if hey, great, you just don't talk to people. You don't have gosh, to learn names. Like I that one out there. There are people I work with. There are two people I work with in particular that I have worked with for six years now, and I get their names confused with each other constantly. Like sometimes I have to look them. I'm on I'm on Facebook friends with one of them. I have to look her up so I can remember what her name is before I go at, talk to her because I get their names confused so often. It's not great. That's yes. what I want on my HUD. So at work, and I've worked with this person for two years. I needed to ask. I think my boss something. So I needed to use the name of that person. Yeah. To because I need I can't remember what I needed, but I couldn't remember their name for three weeks, <laughs> and so I just didn't ask because I was like, "There's no way for me to just ask someone like, hey, person I've worked with for two years, what's your name again?'" <laughs> and I just could not think of it, and so literally I just went without whatever I needed for about three weeks because I couldn't remember that person's name. When I was in high school, um, I did right before my senior year in high school. I went to this like over the summer basketball camp. Um, actually it was my sophomore year. Um, over the summer I remember camp. that McDonald's. Yes. And uh, we were playing and, and we met this guy and we didn't, we didn't catch his name. Um, we hadn't gone to school with him and, and he was playing with us. We're like, what does it matter? Like, we're going to see this dude for like two weeks and we'll never see him again. And then it turns out he actually went to our high school and like he was in classes with us and stuff and we didn't know his name. I didn't know his name for like three months until another of my friends finally figured out what his name was. I'm like, dude, his name's Jason. We're like, thank God, Jason. You remember Jason? He was the guy who followed us to play basketball who like was doing like 30 on the freeway in his station wagon. Yeah. So on Friday, I went to another podcast, Fan Friday, that they hold every year. Sure. Um, I'll give a weird shout out to the RSL show if anyone wants to listen to a podcast about Real Salt Lake. Soccer. No one does. Yeah, I do. Um, so I we went there. It was at a bar. And I was just kind of standing in the corner because that's what you do when you go to somewhere where there's lots of people. There was no cat otherwise. to pet, unfortunately. Exactly. So I could just talk to my wife and sit in a corner or stand in a corner. Yeah. But I was also in a soft cast boot. Um, and like, eventually these people came over and were like, Hey, there's like room at our table. If you want to come sit down and I couldn't come up with an excuse to say like, no, I'd actually prefer to stand. Um, so I don't have to talk to people (laughs) and we went and sat at their table for three hours. And after we left, I turned to my wife and went like, this is how good I am with people. We do sat with those people for three hours. I never once introduced either of us. <laughs> I mean, in in fairness, she didn't either. It's true, but that's because she's as bad at people as I am. That's good. why we get along I'm great. I'm glad you found each other, Cole. That's, yeah. that's good. That's real good. I think the further we get into this these questions this week, the more we're answering Joe's first question. <laughs> All right. Cheap Free Games were there up at Game Store this week. Um, 
So this game's called Goner, I think, but it's uppercase G, it. lowercase O, uppercase N N E R. Is that still pronounced Goner? Does the does the capitalization matter? No. Or is it Go Ner 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 Ner? It's got like a weird like subtitle name too, like Blueberry or something. I want to say it does. I yeah. Maybe. No, I think you're right. Wrong. There's like a Blueberry yeah. edition or something. Anyway, according to the Epic Game Store, Goner is a tough-as-hell, score-based, procedurally-generated platformer with roguelike elements. It's uh, also a story about friendship between Ick, Death, and a space whale named Sally. And I've never read two sentences that make me want to play a game more, even though the first thing it says that it has roguelike elements. So it's on Game Pass. Yep. Um, it looks it, adorable. It is fun but very much in the same vein as dead cells like you have to get kind of like Ugh. you have to find the things you want um like i can't remember if there's like a shotgun that was really good but like you didn't always get that and if you didn't you died a lot and it was i made it like past the first boss like once and played it for like three or four hours and i'm like mm, it's just not what I wanted to play, but it was fun. If you like those kind of like very difficult bullet helly kind of games. Do you meet Sally, the space whale early in the game? Um, I believe it's actually in the intro. You see the space whale. And let me tell you, it makes no sense. Like I watched that and I went, huh, what's this game about? Cool. I just want to meet Sally, the space whale. That's it. Let's download it then. Uh, the other game going to be free on uh, Epic game store coming next week, or I guess technically starting today when you hear this podcast off world trading company, Mars has been colonized and earth's corporate Titans fight to dominate this new market. Competition is fierce in this fast paced economic RTS from Civ four lead designer, Soren Johnson. Um, when that came out, it got okay reviews. So if you're into, fast-paced economic real-time strategy games, it's probably for you. I, I'm i not actually sure why there are two games free next week. Um, usually it's when one of them is rated M, and neither of these are rated M. So. I thought Goner was. I don't think so. I thought it was rated teen. I don't know. Whatever. Mm. Anyway, both free. Free is never bad, so grab both of those. Um, game Pass had kind of a weird announce today where they announced dates for a bunch of console games and then also announced a bunch of PC games that didn't give dates for them. So um, NBA 2K20 is coming out March 5th, which is actually today as you're listening to this. That game is supposed to be garbage. So good luck. Uh, Train Sim World 2020 is also coming out today. I shockingly do not know anything about that. Oh, thank God. I almost bought it. Now I can just (laughs) pick it up on Game Pass. Ori, Will of the Wisps, which I'm very excited about. It's coming out March 11th. You can actually pre-install that now. Uh, Piku Niku, which is a game I actually have kind of wanted to play, is coming out March 11th on Xbox I'll give you a hint. No, you don't. Oh, really? Um, I own it. It was one of the games I played last year where I... It is a very good game. But I literally got to a point where I spent an hour and a half beating a boss and got to the next boss and, like, spent, like, two hours trying to beat the boss and just gave up. Oh. Because I didn't want it. It's one of those. It's, I won't say Souls-like, but that kind of thing where you're going to have to learn every little thing so that you can get past the bosses. Oh. Well, that's... And have a little bit of luck. That's too bad. Um, it first, looked adorable. <laughs> The first probably two levels 
you can play because they're not too difficult, but it, it, it is very like kind of like that Celeste difficulty uh, kind of thing. Bummer. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, coming out on Xbox Game Pass for PC, which I think is oddly enough what that is called, even though it makes no sense. Uh, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary Edition came out yesterday, March 3rd, so that got added to the Master Chief Collection. You can play that on PC. I presume that actually came to Xbox as well, but I have not looked. Oh, it, it's already on Game Pass. Duh. It's already on Never mind, I'm stupid. That has existed in Xbox for three years. Anyway, it's on PC. Uh, Train Sim World 2020 is also coming to PC. They didn't give a date. I assume it's also March 5th, but who knows? Uh, the Lord of the Rings Adventure Card game, which I don't know anything about, and I don't know when it's coming out because they didn't that say. That made Lord of the Rings somehow even nerdier. Worse, yeah. Um, Mother Russia Bleeds, which sounds kind of interesting. Um it's a old-fashioned beat-em-up with big doses of adrenaline and trippiness somewhere between the classic style of Streets of Rage and the ultra-violence of Hotline Miami. Set in the cold, ruthless Soviet Union, Mother Russia Bleeds aims to conjure up anxiety, unease, and frenzy. So, I don't know. It could be fun. Um, no date on that, but I assume sometime between today and probably the 11th. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, March 11th, and Pikuniku again, probably also March 11th, but who knows? So that is your Game Pass update. Uh, PlayStation Now, uh, Sony's competing uh, pay 10 bucks a month and play a bunch of games service, uh, has Control, which is really good. Control is like nearly a perfect game if it wasn't for its terrible boss design. The boss design sucks, but everything else about that game is great. It will be available on PS Now until August 31st. Um, Dead or Alive 5, last round. I do not know if you have to pay to change your hair color in that version of Dead or Alive, but it is on PS Now. NASCAR Heat 3, Knights of Azure, Knights of Azure 2, Bride of the New Moon, uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms 13, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is available again, uh, until August 31st. Uh, two, um, Tui, Tu two, two Kidden? Two, two, Tui Kidden? T-O-U-K-I-D-E-N-2. And that same word with Kiwami after it. <laughs> Two different games uh, are going to be available. Warrior All-Stars and then Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, which is a super, super, super good game. I really recommend that. So Can, can I just say that NASCAR Heat 3 is the worst erotic thriller I've ever seen? <laughs> Maybe it's great, Cole. I, see, that's, like, NASCAR Heat 3 sounds like a, like a soft core porn you'd oh, watch yeah, on yeah. HBO after dark, but like 20 years ago. Uh huh. Perfect. All right, that is us for this week. Unless you guys have something else to add, do you have anything else to add? I was, I was trying to think of the guy who did Red Shoe Diaries, Zalman King, or whatever presents NASCAR Heat Three. <laughs> is David Duchovny in it? Uh huh. Absolutely. He just does the interstitials. <laughs> Love it. Uh God, what's her name? Who's the Who's the actress that would be in it? Um, Shannon Tweed. Shannon maybe. Tweed. Thank you. <laughs> uh, if you want more of this, you can go to bitemepodcast.com, find out all the different ways you can listen to us. Obviously, the big ones are there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google has some way of listening to podcasts, I'm sure. Uh, and wherever else you listen to podcasts, we are available. You can follow us on all the social medias at Bite Me Podcast. You can join our Discord server. Highly recommend it. All three of us are there all the time. You could be talking to any of us right now or in like 30 seconds from now when we're not recording a podcast anymore uh, at BiteMePodcast.com slash Discord. Dylan, do your thing.
All right, I'm recording now. Woo! Are you excited? Woo! I've been putting woo, the like, woo, 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 woo. Not every week, but like last week, and I think three weeks ago, I've been taking this and putting it at the end after uh, after the like outro rolls. I don't know if anyone listens to it or not. No one said anything, it. so I, mean, I don't know. I I would have, but I don't listen to it because I'm on it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's cool. All right. Dylan, what did you play so I can add it to the show notes? What? What did you play so I can add it to the show notes? Um, Bloodroots. Oh, I'm so excited to hear about Bloodroots. Yes. Is that one word or two words? Does it Um, I believe it's two words. Well, I mean, only because these show notes become our show notes on the page. So... Mm, yeah, and I don't want people calling me out on my spelling on the internet. Do you think that would happen? Mm, I mean, I mean, it's I'm the internet. On so the show cliff, and I have yet to actually look at the show notes on the internet. So, well, I 172 like, episodes. I have not thought like I should really look at the show notes for that podcast I just listened to. I. Well, I mean, there are also the show notes that go along with, like, that get sent out to the oh, like, yeah. Apple and stuff. So, yeah. um, I mean, our our website got, like, 2,000 hits last last year. Nice. Um, which No, that's <laughs> that's very, wow. very, very sad. <laughs> There's not much on there, though. So. That is true. It's there really is, not the place that 